Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Youth Ministries podcast. Really excited to welcome you to the show today, and also really excited to welcome our guest, Brother Terrell Irwin. He is from Oklahoma, and uh, I'm going to open the the podcast to him right now. He's going to tell us a little bit about himself. Welcome to the uh, Youth Ministries podcast, Brother Irwin. Hey, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, like he said, Brother Matt said, uh, I am Terrell Irwin. I'm from Oklahoma, a little small town called Payola. It's about an hour south of Oklahoma City. And today I'm going to be speaking to uh, you young youth ministers, uh, some maybe even seasoned youth ministers about uh, the practices of learning as a youth leader. And I've been doing youth ministry, ministry since 2003, uh, so I've had had the, the pleasure of doing it before I was married, then as a newlywed, uh, went through the season of having uh, my own children uh, through moves uh, to a new church. So have been around a little bit. I am actually facilitating right now a new uh, position. I am moved out of the youth ministry and have, have turned that into or over to our uh, youth team. And now I am the... Uh, uh, associate pastor or assistant pastor to uh, my my brother-in-law here in Oklahoma. Man, that's awesome. We're so glad that you're on the show today. And I think that this is a very necessary subject to talk about because I think oftentimes as youth leaders, like you, I, I have the same story. I started as a single youth pastor, then got married. And it's like, as you go on in life, responsibilities tend to pile up, marriage, kids, responsibilities in the church. And sometimes one of the things that can maybe leak a little bit or, or that you, uh, it can be easy to maybe neglect or push to the side is investing in yourself. And so I think this is a very necessary subject to cover for youth leadership, where there seems to be so many, a myriad of responsibilities that that come crashing down in this particular season of life. At least that is, uh, the experience of many that I speak to. So, uh, talk about this. Let's unpack this a little bit. We'll follow up with some questions at the end. Sounds good. So we uh, we all know the importance of of growing. Uh, we know that there's dangers from leading when you are empty. Uh, we know the importance and the principles the Bible teaches that you have to continue to to grow your own spiritual walk with God. Um, that's very difficult uh, because, like Brother Matt said, whenever you're trying to juggle. These new roles that you have, many of many of you, I've always worked a secular job as well, so I've never been full time. So timing, uh, you only have so many to- so many hours in a day, so much time to work with, uh, and trying to maximize that time to to actually uh, have a fulfilling life, but then also uh, have that ministry in there as well. Uh, and ministry itself is very fulfilling, but. Uh, you do have to take care of your family, and there's going to be times when when your wife needs needs extra time, your kids need extra attention, and, and trying to figure out that that balance of the two uh, is very difficult. And and so we know the importance of it. We know that that we have to continue to grow. Uh, I believe in the the, the the practice of a lifelong learner. Um, so when you're in school, you remember, you know, you would ask that question: uh, Am I ever going to use this? Um, you know, and that that's just something that. Uh, has stuck with me. Uh, and I remember saying that myself, am I ever going to use this? It wasn't very long after uh, I got married that I realized uh, I'm going to use everything. Um, and, and there's those seasons that you go through and you don't realize 
that th- when you're when you're learning something, it maybe doesn't relate at all to you at that time, and you can't connect the dots. And then there's other times that you know immediately, hey, well, I, I can use this. I know I'm going to be able to use this. But uh, there are times that you don't know. But just storing that back, uh, I we're all when, as ministers, you you learn how to make a sermon out of anything. Uh, and so as you go through as you go through life, trying to capture that stuff back, but you have to set apart time uh, specifically to learn. Uh, in my personal life, uh, you know, with vocation, uh, I work a secular job, so there there are times I have to go to seminars. There's times I have to go get certified at, at different classes, uh, different locations, and and you have those hard crunch times that I call hard crunch times. And like that for me was Bible school. You know, that was two years of my time that I just really cram packed in knowledge. Um, but we can't all stay at Bible school. As much as we would love to stay at Bible school, we can't stay at Bible school all of our lives. And just in that environment, we have to get out and uh, start putting that to work. And as we start put to put that to work, uh, there's other times that you, you have to continue to grow on, grow your own life, uh, grow that ministry. Uh, because let's face it, you, you've been around those people that have that tell you the same story over and over again. And you're just like, as soon as they start up, you're like, I know where this is going. I know you've told me this five times um, and, and we no one likes to sit around and l- learn from those people. But you like to learn through those people that are teaching you something new every time, a new story, a new twist each time. Um, it, it breaks up that mundane. It, it, it makes you uh, makes you not be so complacent. And that's that thing that we battle the most is complacency uh, in our life. So I'm going to just talk, maybe just give you uh, three points today that I want to talk about what I've, I've learned in my life. Uh, and I have uh, we're we're ministers, so we learn that we those those three points or those two points to that point lesson, uh, and and maybe you can grasp something and take away and mold this to your own life. And I would say on this principle of uh, best practices for learning as a youth leader. Number one, you have to custom make it, uh, customize it, make it customized. Um, if you don't love to read, don't say that you're going to be a reader. Okay. If you don't, if you, if you, if you don't even know how to read, there's so many people that don't know how to read. Um, but there are so many avenues that you can learn now. You don't have to just say, I'm going to be a reader and uh, I'm going to be successful because I'm a reader. And then because you don't like to read or you don't have time to read, you you're, you consider yourself a failure. Please don't think that. There are so many other avenues that you can gather your knowledge. You can listen to podcasts like this here. You can listen to – there's a shameless plug. You can listen to uh, – sermons or or some sort of a, a TED talk or whatever it is. You can watch different things. We all know what it's like to go through ministry and, and be in those seasons of empty and you go to a conference and you hear some extra sermons and you just it helps ignite that that fire in you again. Uh, watching something, watching an old because of the times videos. Uh, whatever it is, find your favorite find your favorite uh preacher and just just follow him and uh, listen to his sermons uh, whatever it is make make it easy for yourself customize it for you we're all different so customize it for you uh, I will say that when it comes to reading we all I know some people don't like read uh, because it's their pleasure but we all do understand the importance of reading and if you're a slow reader, you don't have a whole time, a lot of time to read, make a list of books that you want to read. When you hear something and you want to go get it, but you're like, let's be fake, let's be honest with myself, I'm, I, I'm still like 10 deep of the ones I already had, make a list so that way when it does come around, your season, your life changes, you have a list of books that you know are good and that you want to read. Make it enjoyable to yourself. If it's not enjoyable, let's just face it, we're not going to do it. So that would be my, my first thing. Customize it for yourself. Make it for your ministry, for your time, for your schedule, which leads me into make it convenient. Uh, cell phones are fantastic. I love I love my cell phone. I can do anything on it. 
uh, that I want to do. Uh, it can be a trap as, as well, and we can speak to that, uh, that, that as well, but uh, we're busy. We're busy people, and we have to make it convenient for ourselves uh, to, to learn to study uh, because if it's not convenient, we're not going to do it. Uh, we're so crammed and stressed out with time right now. Uh, we have to make it easy, enjoyable from the first, but you have to make it convenient. So when is the best time for me to study? If you say, hey, I'm going to wake up at 5 o'clock every morning and start praying and reading my Bible. Let's just face it. If you're not getting to bed till midnight, that's not you're not you're not going to have that's not going to be successful. So set yourself up to that is a realistic goal that's attainable that you can that you can reach those goals and that you can accomplish and achieve whatever it is. So make it convenient. The phone is great because it's always with me. I've always got my phone with me. If you're a reader, putting the book on the nightstand, putting the book in your lazy boy or next to your lazy boy chair, wherever it is, setting yourself up uh, so that way it's convenient. So when you have just 15 minutes, you have 20 minutes, you can you can get it. Have multiple avenues that you can get through wherever you're at. Um, that would be that would be my my next my next point. Um, and lastly, make it consistent. Uh, we preach to kids week after week uh, and teach them. Hey, you have to have a consistent living life with God. A relationship with God has to be consistent. Um, we have to sustain it. We have to be consistent with that sustaining. Um, at the core of our life um, and our walk with God is this basic principle of consistency. And we know that, that, we know that importance. And it, we have to develop that into our learning, that we have to be consistent with it. Yes, you're going to go through seasons uh, that's going to be changing, you know, um, but you have to be consistent. You have to have that time. Uh, so in my life, I commute two hours a day in the car. So my car turns into my classroom. I, I, I do all my study in my class in my car. So that way, when I get home, I can spend family time with my, my family. Uh, if ministry is, if I have to go do something ministry related, I'm in the car doing that. I can do that. My prayer time's in my car. I make my social calls in my car. Make phone calls. There's there's no reason why I can't be productive while I'm I have these two hours every day driving to work. So be consistent. What are you doing every day that you have downtime and that you have some time? Are you are you taking the bus? Are you taking the train? Are you driving? Are you are you uh, you have downtime? You get to work 15 minutes early and you have downtime right then. Get in your office and study right then. You have to be consistent. Uh, and and just plain and simple, consistency is the key to everything in life. Your job wants you consistent. God wants you consistent. So in order to be consistent, that I get paid well, that I can maintain my job, and that ultimately make heaven my home, I have to be consistent uh, to get that reward. Um, so there's three simple things. You've got to customize it. You've got to be. Uh, you've got. To, it's got to be something that uh, is convenient for you, and then you also got to be consistent. Man, that is so wonderful, practical, and helpful, and uh, resonated really a lot with me. Um, so let's just take a, a few moments here and, uh, I want to walk through what you, uh, just shared with us, um, maybe ask some personal questions around that and maybe a couple others. Um, you know, I, I, I love what you talked when you talked about customizing your personal growth lifestyle, um, and not feeling guilty for using other avenues for learning. I think for me, I have felt that guilt at times. Um, you know, I, I say, to some that I, I'm an aspiring reader, uh, still working on that. Sometimes I find it difficult to sit down and digest large ch large chunks of a book at a time. So uh, I know for me, at different times in my life, I've loved audio sermons. So uh, talk in your personal experience, what are those other avenues for you personally 
uh, and what are the resources that you've gone to uh, beyond books? So um, I have uh, multiple preachers that I love. Um, and with this great pandemic that we have with COVID, they are all online now. Uh, everybody is online. Their quality is so, so, uh, so great. They've, they've been really concise. Their audio is great. Uh, and so finding those preachers. So I have, I have a couple preachers I listen to um, and uh, they're, they're out of Texas. And so I, I follow them, uh, and I listen to their Sunday services. So that gives me, uh, so they'll have, uh, their three services a week. Uh, so I get three out of them, uh, each. So that's six days that I have a sermon that I can, I can listen to. Now, do I, do I listen to all of them, uh, every week? No, there's, you know, different, different times that I listen to them, but especially like when they get in those series, um, those are, those are money. Um, the other thing is I would I would strongly, Stress is that your church is probably now putting something online. Uh, so many of the the, the, the smaller churches, uh, like my my own, is now has a quality uh, where they used to only put stuff on a uh, a CD, like you had to order the CD or the DVD. And I would be traveling the car. I don't have a CD player, um, and so I don't have a DVD player while I'm traveling the car. So I, I lost that that that. Uh, that ability. So I, I, I would fall back behind in what my church and my pastor is speaking. So number one is listen to your church, listen to your pastor. Um, you, we've all heard sermons that you have to, you're, you're, you're just your, your, your pastor's microphone. You're amplifying what he's saying. You're continually saying, so if you're not listening to him because you're in youth service one or two times a week, that means that you're maybe only getting one time a week that you're hearing your pastor's voice. Get those other two and at least just starting there, catching up on what your church is doing and um, what your pastor is preaching is vital. Um, I, I do that. I have, uh, there's a couple podcasts. I do enjoyable podcasts too. It's not everything is spiritual. Um, and I I would encourage that because I learned a long time ago that when you're reading to have a pleasure book uh, and then have a book that is for personal growth uh, because you're going to be in times that you just need to be entertained. Let's just face it. And so there's there's I listen to uh, different podcasts uh, and, and sometimes I just get on uh, iTunes. and I just I'll just find whatever I'm in the mood for. Like if I uh, if I'm wanting to learn how to sail. Uh, I, I a few, several years ago I bought a sailboat and I hadn't sailed, sailed since I was like twelve years old. Uh, I bought a sailboat, completely re, re uh, refurbished it. Uh, my wife asked me at the time, "Do you know how to sail?" And I said, "Sure," because we're men. We know how to do everything. We don't look at instructions. We just do it. Uh, and so I I realized, uh, you know, as I started getting closer to the end of it, I realized that hey, I probably need to refresh myself right not learn but refresh what it was so finding those things um uh, and even like with sailing you know uh there's so many sermons i got out on the lake and that isn't that the best place to get it when you're out enjoying life uh you're having a great time uh so many uh, sermons i got on the uh, on the boat and i was able just to preach that wednesday that sunday uh using those those principles and practical uh life lessons wonderful so not to, to the neglect of books, I'm just wondering if you would take a moment and if you would share some of the most impacting books, uh, and, and it doesn't have to be on this subject, of course, because like you said, many things can you know, help us to grow and we can get uh, a word from God out of so many avenues of life. So, so talk about some of the most impacting books that you have read over the course of your life in ministry. Sure. Um, so... One of the first books, I've never been an avid reader, um, and 
reading was one of those things I had to do in school in order to pass English class. Uh, and thank God I, my, I had a librarian that introduced me to Louis Lamar, and that got me through because uh, he had so many books just in that, in that, uh, that series about cowboys and life uh, on, the, on the plains. Uh, and, I, and I enjoyed that. Uh, but, you know, as far as my first book, one of my first books that I, I read was um, – uh, Becoming a Person of Influence was that was probably my first book and and as I get a new team member I get those young uh, young uh, students that are I see their their core ability to lead or they have those principles and I, they they're they're progressing faster than others I recommend this book to them and I will give them a copy of it because um, it's very simple uh, John Maxwell was huge and he still is huge but in the nineties he was huge and so. Uh, when I would do my internships, late 90s, early 2000s, John Maxwell principles were, uh, were heavy by, by the pastors that I, I did internships with. And so I learned uh, to, to fall in love with some of his books. Uh, that, that was a big one. Um, I, I read a book uh, because I came, became a parent. That season of my life uh, was Parenting with Love and Logic. Uh, I love that one. So for all you parents, um, another one is uh, No More Jellyfish Chickens or Wimps. And that's uh, uh, Coughlin wrote that. Uh, and that was really good. Uh, of course, there's so many more that you've seen. Leading on Empty, um, The Disciplined Life. Uh, I read a book for, for work that was called uh, uh, Good to Great, Jim Collins. Uh, that was good. Uh, how the mighty follow uh, how the mighty fall is the the follow up to that uh, those are principles for book for for work that I learned and th- those principles you can easily adapt into your life uh, your personal life that you can grow I was very fortunate that my when I hit my company that I'm with I've been with my company for uh, this company uh, it's a little paint store uh, family owned uh, I've been with them for 15 years and so when I hit that I was kind of in that season of life. Uh, that I've also been married for 15 years that I, hey, I have to adult. I have to be grown up now. I want to be mature. I want to grow. So who am I going to be? And I was able to take those principles because my company was in that, that the middle of that. And I adopted a lot of that into my own, own life. And so, uh, yeah, maybe there's oh, a couple. That's wonderful. And, you know, I think in terms of, uh, you know, all the various things that you've just touched on, ways to pour into yourself as a youth leader in particular, Man, I think one of the greatest takeaways there, if you're a youth pastor and you are missing your pastor's voice on a weekly or, or maybe even more than weekly basis because of your responsibilities, starting there is critical because, you know, certainly as a youth leader, you don't want to become a silo ministry in your church that is kind of going its own direction, doing its own thing, and making sure that you you have that inflow uh, and you're growing from your own pastor's voice is so critical, and I can attest to that um, and echo that. So um, I just I, I want to ask if you have ever felt like throughout your time in ministry, you said you've been married for 15 years, um, have you ever felt like you were leading and pouring out into others from an empty cup and you felt like maybe, hey, I haven't been investing in myself personally and growing personally? And if so, I guess just talk about how you navigated that season and how you adjusted, maybe um, incorporated some... Uh, some of these tips that you've shared. Just talk about that if that happened in your life. So um, I'm I'm an expressive. Uh, I'm a very uh, emotional person, and so uh, 
absolutely I've led on empty. I've all we've I've been through those seasons. Now we try and we strive to be consistent. And I'm not saying that people even on the outside would notice it because we are really good at at putting that front up. Uh, but absolutely have led on empty um, early on. Um, I can remember uh, in in Tulsa early on to our marriage, um, our, our tenure in, in Tulsa. There uh, we had went through some very tough times as a family. Uh, we were starting to have kids, and no one tells you how hard that is to have kids and the emotions that go with that. Uh, and several things had not gone right with that. And uh, I don't want to get too depth, too personal, uh, just for the sake of don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or. Uh, bring bring open old wounds, but uh, it was in those times that uh, thank God I had a, a good pastor um, that he he said we needed time away. We were poor, right? You're young, you're uh, you're newlyweds, you're not wise with money, right? Um, and so uh, he sent us on a uh, a youth uh, trip, and that was just to get recharged. Um, and it was back to it was actually to Alexandria back when they were doing this. Uh, a um, conference called Seven. It was a great conference, great time, but that more or less was just instilling in my my wife. Um, Almost every summer, think about it, how frustrating it is because kids are away. uh, They don't have consistency in their life because they're out of school. They do bozo things. They make terrible decisions when they're alone and uh, idle hands. Um, So that would be very discouraging. And, and, and you have youth camp in the middle of that. And so many times going just going to youth camp on Monday just saying, hey, going there to be a staff member, but you know you're tired. You know you're frustrated. And seeing those kids, because your youth are doing stupid things, they're not praying like they know they should be praying, but getting in the altars and seeing other young people their same age was so rewarding, and it would rekindle the passion. Um, uh, so, you know, that you would go through those seasons. Youth Congress is another one that you, it seems like at the end of summer, it would just like re, rejuvenate you, re, revive you again. Uh, I recently have had several health uh, issues. Uh, and so I would say this season right now that I'm in is a, is a brand new season, a very difficult season. Uh, uh, I've all, you know, we all have like those. Uh, you know, you'll break a finger or something like that throughout throughout life, or you'll strain your back. I I, I had in January I had an, a heart attack, uh, and so that completely turned my world upside down. Um, and so uh, this year, COVID's been crazy, uh, but on top of that, I've been surviving. And so uh, just going coming that close to death, and then um, I had to had open heart surgery in June, and so I have been unproductive as far as what I consider production. Uh, I, I work my job. Um, I do the church. I do my family. I do volunteer firefighting as well on the side. I run a busy ship. And, um, I talked, I was telling the doctor about this and he said, you know, it's probably, you're a little too busy. You're a little too stressed out. And I told him, I'm like, I'm not stressed because let's just face it. If you're doing what you love, it's not work. Uh, and I love helping people. And, uh, and so the, that my family time, that's not work at all. That's that's enjoyment. And then then the church stuff. It's saving souls and and seeing people's lives change. That's you you. I I'd stay up all night for them and I have and and that's a pleasure. And then on the natural, when you literally can save somebody's life, somebody's property, that is it's so rewarding. Uh, so it wasn't stressful. I didn't feel like, but um, through this, I've ha- I've had a lot of time that I've sat on a couch. I've sat down. Uh, literally, I felt my body say, no, you can't do anything. You can't do this at the time. And I've had 
maybe like a pulled muscle in the back or a sprained ankle where you say, I can't run, you know, but to the point now I'm on uh, medication or and was in in on medication at, uh, throughout this year at different times uh, that you, you were so unproductive. You felt terrible about your life going through that season that you feel um, maybe even that that uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, maybe kicking in, maybe depression or maybe it's just shock. Uh, whatever it was, uh, was a, it was a very trying year for me. And so leading through this has been difficult. Um, I took some time off from the pulpit ministry and I, I, I don't, I, pulpit ministry has never been like that thing that I idolized or anything like that, because let's face it, pulpit ministry is such a small amount of your time that you get to instill in the people. Um, but investing into people on a private one-on-one or in a small group, that's where it's really really at. Preaching all the time through your life is really where your best ministry uh, time is invested into. Um, but even stepping back from that, because of COVID, you couldn't interact with people uh, as far as per- on a personal. I couldn't hug somebody's neck. And I, I'm, uh, I, I, if you're, if you are, uh, if you have, if you're an emotional person, or if you want to, if you're not emotional, one of the another book that's really good is the Five Love Languages. You'll learn that there's there's different ways people love. Uh, mine is is by physical touch, like hugging people, giving people high fives. That's how I f- express my love and how uh, I feel love from other people. So um, that was it's very hard. COVID, we're not allowed to touch each other anymore. So um, it, it's it's difficult. Um, but having those consistent things, those consistent, going back to our what I was talking about, those consistent tools in your life and principles in your life, gets you through. Now you're gonna have you're gonna have days you miss. Yes, absolutely. Are you gonna have down? But you at least whenever you're ready to take that step, you can turn it on and say, I know where to start. I can take that step. I get back into into play. Uh, surrounding yourself, I, I didn't talk about, it, but we've all talked about surrounding yourself with people that you can grow from and, and learn from. Um, you know, and and thankfully, when you do that, they won't be in a lull when you're in a lull. Now, your wife, your spouse, uh, might be in the same uh, season that you're in. Maybe they're not at the time, but they might be in the same season you're in as well. So it's kind of hard just to say, "Well, I always have my wife, and they can pull me out of, or I have my spouse." Uh, but 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 keeping people around you that can that can help lead you whenever you're you're down and help pick you up. Man, that's great. And, you know, I think uh, just one of the key principles there, sometimes when you feel like you're in that season, take a step back and and just make a change, some sort of a small change, recharge somehow, get away with family. Um, Don't just keep on barreling through, but seek help and seek a little bit of change. But Brother Irwin, it's been an absolute privilege to have you on this episode today, and we so appreciate your time. I know that it's been a blessing to all the youth ministers that have listened, and uh, we're going to sign off for today. But uh, on behalf of everyone, thank you so much, and uh, we pray you have a blessed day, and and, uh, we'll be praying for you in this season that you guys are in as well. Certainly, that's not going to be an easy one, but but, uh, we love you, and and we appreciate you, and thank you so much for your investment, and thank you to everybody that has tuned in. Pray it was a blessing. We hope you have a great day. God bless.